Welcome to Lakers Talk with Gerald, not to be confused with any other Lakers talk out there. Hey guys, it is the day after Christmas. It is, uh, you know, Lakers just played last night, the Golden State Warriors. I know before that game, you listened to my podcast, I said all I wanted for Christmas, it was one thing. One thing is all I needed for Christmas, guys. The Lakers win, yeah. Oh, oh, my bad. Uh, Mariah was supposed to finish that part for me, but uh, she had to leave, and uh, so I had to just improvise a little bit. But you guys get it? The Lakers, I just wanted the Lakers to get that W against the Golden State Warriors on Christmas Day with LeBron and the rest of the company. Guys, I was saying that I just wanted them to play well. I just wanted them to come out and show what they have, compete, show that, hey, this was a measuring stick to see how we are against the Golden State Warriors. How are young guys going to play against in this game that's in the spotlight, in a playoff environment, against the very, very best team in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors, three-time NBA champions. Look, this was what I wanted. I wanted a competitive game. I wanted a good game. I wanted the Lakers to show up and show out and... I got one step better than that. I got a Lakers W. I got a win. Not only that, they played a really, really good game, in my opinion. You know, I like the defense they were playing against Golden State. They were playing really, uh, you know, good defense, communicating throughout the the whole game. I'm going to get to the game, and we're going to talk about the stats. We're going to talk about the scores. We're going to talk about what happened within the game, who, who, um, who was doing well, who wasn't things like that. Um, you know, with all my excitement, guys, uh, this was a great win for us. Uh, I, I want to also let you know there w- there is a spoiler in here. There is a spoiler, but I'm not going to get to that right now. I'm going to give you all the good news first. We're going to talk about the highlights of this game and everything so forth, and then we'll get to the spoiler. This, you know, that, that may put a little bit of damper in all this celebration, but like I said, right now, I'm just enjoying this Christmas present. Um, think about it. It's Christmas time. You know, you, you're so excited for your presents. You, you can't sleep the whole night before as a kid. And then you wake up bright and early. You run downstairs. You open that package up. And you, you see the presents. You see they're wrapped. But you, don't, you still have doubt. You think, like, okay, I might open these presents and it might be some garbage. Stuff that I really don't want. None of the stuff I asked my parents about, you know, I didn't get, you know, I may not get those things. So that's kind of how this was with the Lakers. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, see this game. I couldn't wait till the game came on. I was excited. But at the same time, I didn't want to open up the present and the game start and the Lakers get blown out. And that's not what I wanted. That's not what I asked for. So this, I opened up the present and the Lakers start doing what they're supposed to do. I mean, and I got what I wanted. So... With that, let's talk about it. All right, guys. So the Lakers won last night. They played very well. Golden State Warriors. We really needed that W. We needed that win uh, because the Western Conference is just so tight, as I talk about all the time. Uh, we can't afford to lose one or two games here and there, you know, two, three in a row. And by the time you lose two, three in a row, you're out of the playoffs in the Western Conference. So, all right. The score was the Lakers end up winning that game, 127 to 101. Um, things to talk about in the game. All right, so the first half started, and first, right out the bat, Golden State Warriors hit a three-pointer. Bam, up three to nothing. Uh, 
I believe it was Kevin Durant. And then right after that, I'm thinking, okay, you know, we're in their arena and the crowd's going wild. How are we going to respond? How are our young guys going to respond? And then LeBron, I believe, ended up hitting um, Brandon Ingram. He ended up hitting the three. So I actually liked the way that started. I was like, okay, good. That's a great way to answer. For our young guy, third year in the NBA, who's been compared to Kevin Durant his whole career and, you know, hasn't, you know, measured up to that, but he has been compared to Kevin Durant. So what better person to hit that three to tie the game than Brandon Ingram? I'm like, okay, this is a good start right here. This is going to, this is telling me all I need to know already. And then, I mean, the Lakers, every one of their, their young players were playing well for the most part. Uh, Kuzma, I mean, just balling. Uh, you know, hitting big shots, LeBron James doing his thing whenever the Lakers needed a score, whenever they needed him to do something, he was either driving, scoring, doing it, dishing. Um, we had Ivaka Zubak once again start this game, and he did not disappoint. Once again, his third straight start, I mean, the guy was, he was doing his thing too. Once again, LeBron and the rest of the team were feeding him down low for, for, for dunks. Uh, shots, you know, close to the basket. He was just doing his thing. He was grabbing rebounds. He even got blocked shots. Um, he got one block in this game, which was good. Um, he had a couple other ones where he looked like he got the block to me, but they ended up calling a foul. You know, hey, look, you know, go ahead and take that one. But with that, you know, he ended up having 18 points, 11 rebounds. He had a plus 25 in the game. He had the best plus minus of the game. Once again, guys, he, this is the second straight game where Ivaka Zubak had the best plus minus for the Lakers. This is saying a whole lot. It really is. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about, hey, what's going to happen when when Tyson Chandler uh, is not having back spasm and he's the backup. And then you have JaVale McGee when he's back, you know, from being sick. We all know that even though Ivaka Zubak is playing well right now, he's not going to take JaVale McGee's starting spot. And I wouldn't want that at this point. Um, I want JaVale to come back and get that starting spot back. But, I mean, right now it's looking like he's he's contending for that backup spot right now. It's really looking like that. Tyson Chandler, you're, you know, you're a great player. But, you know, it's good to see these young players kind of coming into their own a little bit. Even though it's just three games, it's not a long sample size. Um, so, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to pump my brakes on that. But, hey, I like to see that. You know, uh, Tyson Chandler, hopefully you're, you know, I see you encouraging the young guy when he comes out, when he's making big shots. I see you doing that. And, uh, you know, great. Appreciate that. You know, that's what veterans do. So thank you. Uh, and, you know, keep on doing that. You know, you're going you gonna to get your spot. You ain't going to lose your minutes, really. You know, so, yeah, good job. Zubak, once again, playing good game. Um, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball played 24 minutes in this game. He played he played decent. I mean, I more so like the way he was playing defense. He was keeping up and, you know, he was active and he was, you can see he was engaged on the defensive end, keeping up with uh, trying his best to stay on uh, Steph Curry, trying to, you know, switches, things like that. Uh, in the first half, there was one play where I saw um, – you know, Steph Curry normally comes through, he drills the ball, he hands it off to somebody, usually somewhere in one of the corners, 
And then as soon as he hands it off, he usually zips right back over to the other corner. And then what happens is the teammate usually passes it right back to him, like just really quick. And then usually he gets a wide open three. But this time I saw where he did that. He handed it off and he zipped line over. And then the player that he gave it to act like they were about to drive. And usually the defense collapses on. And then next thing you know, they're passing it right to Steph Curry for that open three. But what did we do? I saw Kyle Kuzma instinctively i must have been watching film they must have talked about it and as soon as he uh, uh you know steph curry passed it off he he just ran right up on and with curry all the way to that corner even though he didn't have the ball because he knew he was going to get it back and sure enough he got that ball back he shot up for, for a three and kyle kuma's long arms was just right there and he didn't get a touch on it but he disrupted curry enough to make him miss that shot I believe that was for the final shot of the half. You know, Curry was going for a three-pointer. The Lakers were already up by 15 at that point. Um, Lakers just were playing well. Their defense were holding up. LeBron, I mean, they were scoring. All their guys, none of the guys seemed intimidated. And I think that was the key factor. You know, that's what we I was wanting to see. If the young guys would hold up under this pressure, if they could play their normal game, the Lakers can do their normal, um, you know, their normal calls, play calls, and execute them. Because, I mean, if you don't know, when you're a second-year, third-year player and you're up against these these all-stars and these NBA champions, I mean, it's hard to do the same thing you're used to doing. It's hard not to get disrupted. It's hard not to, um, you know, get caught up in the hype. But, man, I saw everybody was making their shots. You know, I saw, I mean... Brandon Ingram saw him hitting his open threes. I saw Kyle Kuzma hitting his open shots and his open threes, going shooting his normal shots, playing good defense, communicating. I mean, you know, as I talked about Lonzo Ball, he was he was moving around. He had a good, nice alley oop to 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 Kyle Kuzma at one point for the dunk. I mean, fast breaking. He was they were just playing their game. I really liked seeing that. Um, all right, guys, that was the first half. And then the second half, third quarter starts. Lakers seem to be playing all right. And here comes the spoiler. At one point, we were on offense. Um, I think we were scrambling for the ball. Um, we passed it to LeBron. And I think Draymond tapped it out of his hand. And so there was a loose ball. And LeBron James kind of went down. And he started. he was tapping for the ball. And he kind of... He did some something, and he tapped the ball out to one of our players. But immediately after that, he got up, and you can see his hand. He stood up, and I could see him kind of wave to the to Luke Walton, which at the time I'm kind of wondering, like, okay, what's going on? Is he a little tired, or what's what is it? Did he just? I thought he got he was holding his groin area, so I thought, okay, you know, yeah, he got kicked in in, in the junk. <laughs> I mean, for lack of better words, you know, I figured he just got kicked in the junk. Yeah, he's going to need to sit down for a few minutes, but that's okay. We're all right with, you know, that because that's just, a, you know, you can recover from that in not too long, right? Sit down for 10 minutes and, you know, you should be all right, be able to come back in the game. However, the spoiler is that it looks like they're calling it a strained growing. However, you can see LeBron mouth. And even you can even audibly hear him say, I heard something pop. And then, I okay, I heard it and I saw it. And then he said it a second time, I heard something pop. 
All right, guys, I don't know if you guys know injuries and if you play sports and if you ever pulled anything before, there's a different level of injury, right? There's a strain, a muscle strain, and then there's a, a pull, right? So a strain is a lesser version. You just strained it, you stretched it out, you know, you're injured, but it's not going to take as long to heal. You're going to be back in action for not as long, all right? Um, I once had, not an NBA basketball player ever, but I played basketball for a lot of my life, and um, I know I strained a ligament in my knee. It felt, it hurt. I felt like I had just torn my whole leg ligament up. I couldn't move, couldn't barely walk on it, needed help, all that stuff. But it turned out it was a strain. Um, and it didn't take that long. It was in a week or two. I was feeling better. I was able to start walking again, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, anything, everything was all right. But at the time, I thought it was horrible. I thought it was worse than it was. And that was the first time I had anything like that. So, you know, of course, I'm going <laughs> to think it's worse than it is. But at the same time, I never remember feeling anything pop. Okay. I didn't feel a pop. I didn't feel something like that. So if I hear someone say I felt something pop, I'm automatically going to think the worst. And it, it most likely is the worst. I mean, because I'm a realist. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, there are a lot of people say, oh, it should be all right. It's probably just, a, you know, he said it's a strain. But guess what? They haven't done an MRI yet. And without an MRI, you can't just say guesstimate I have a strain. You can't tell for sure if something is torn or if it's just pulled you're just guessing at that point. So yeah, as much as I like to look to the bright side of things, I always, also, excuse me, I also like to be real. We heard the man say he felt something pop. That means it's a tear. Okay. So then what does that mean now for the Lakers? What does that mean if you have a tear? I always like to think of all case scenarios. I like to think of the worst case scenario. Not to be a downer or something like that, but in life, I believe you got to think of all the scenarios if you want to be real. And then once you think of the, all the the best to worst case scenarios, you got to think, okay, how am I going to move on? How am I going to succeed or get what I'm trying to get if it's the worst case scenario? Because you got to make a plan. You got to think about consciously, okay, what I need to do. I'm going to have to work harder in other areas. I'm going to have to get better in this area. I'm going to have to maybe do this. I'm going to have to do that. And then you plan on it. You know, and then if you go that route, guess what? If everything is the best case scenario, then, hey, you're still good. You're in a great spot. You know, you plan for something that maybe wasn't there, but yeah, okay, good. Move on. And then if it turns out to be that scenario that you plan for, guess what? You're ready. You already planned for it. You... You're there. So with that, after saying all that, all right, so the results are going to come out sometime today. He's going to get that MRI. And my realest person in, in being real here, I foresee him having a pulled or, or strained growing. And with that, that means he would have to miss a significant amount of games, a decent amount of games. And so what I want to do right now is I want to talk about where that leaves us if that happens. If we hear that LeBron James is out right now, what does that mean for us? All right. A couple questions that we need to address with that is, okay, where are we in the Western Conference right now? 
okay, what do we need to do to still make the playoffs if LeBron James have to miss a month of basketball? Okay, do we have the right pieces to be able to make the playoffs if he's not around? Uh, what does it mean in this Western Conference if he, you know, doesn't play for a month? Can we realistically think we can hold our status? Okay, guys, these are very, very great questions. Um, the Western Conference standing. First, let's start off with where we are in the Western Conference standings before I get into all that stuff. Okay, so we got the W last night against Golden State Warriors. Where does that place us? Okay, so we are fourth right now in the Western Conference standings. And yes, that sounds great. That sounds amazing. You think, hey, if we're fourth place, I mean, we should be able to hold up a month and be all right. Well, if you haven't been keeping up with the Western Conference, what you don't know is they're in fourth place. But guess what? There are only two losses out of dropping out of the top eight altogether. <laughs> the Lakers have their record is 20 and 14. Sacramento Kings are in eighth place right now at 18 and 15. San Antonio is right behind them at 18 and 16th in ninth place. They're scratching on a playoff spot. All we have to do is lose twice. San Antonio wins twice. And we're just swap spots right there. Out of the playoffs, their way in. And that's just two games, guys. If LeBron has to miss 10 games, 15 games... Wow, that's that's a big amount of games. Uh, this is where our team and our veterans are going to have to step up. They're gonna, somebody's going to have to take on that alpha number one, number two scorer role that LeBron James was taking. This is going to answer a lot of questions. I mean, this can actually be exciting. If you want to look at the bright side and say who's going to step up. Who's those young second or third year players that's going to step up right now and take their game to another level? To me, that's what's going to have to happen. They're going to have to play as a team. The veterans are going to have to play like veterans. They're going to have to step up. They're going to have to encourage the young guys. They're going to have to be there and tell them that, hey, LeBron is not here, but you can do it. I see great things in you. This is your time, young fella. This is the stage was all built up so you can shine right now. If you wanted to be a superstar, this is your moment. Like Eminem said, you only get one shot to shine. You know, no, 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 no. You know how it goes. I don't know it. <laughs> I don't want to mess this whole podcast up by trying to sing some Eminem and just going to ruin your whole day. I mean, but you gonna, you know, hey, my voice, at least that's going to make you like it that, you know, you a little bit better. It's going to be all right. But like I was saying, you only get one shot to blow, one shot to do it, you know. Don't get sick of mom's spaghetti. None of that stuff. Kyle Kuzma, I'm talking directly to you. Brandon Ingram, I'm talking directly to you. Alonzo Ball, speaking to you too. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to do your thing too. Uh, show me something. I think you can. Look, we're going to need all you guys. We're going to need the veterans, everybody. But let me tell you somebody that's critical, more critical to us staying afloat out of all of this. It's somebody that if it wasn't for him last night in that game, I don't believe we would have won that game. That person is Rajon Rondo. That guy, before he ever played with the Lakers, I mean, let me just go back a little bit before I get into, you know, why he helped to save this game. 
I didn't think a whole lot of Rajon Rondo when he was with when he was with the Celtics back in the day. He was good at one point, made the All Star game. I just thought he was okay at one point. And then after that, I didn't see everything that everybody talked about him, probably because I didn't watch him very much. But this year, I'm not going to lie. Rajon Rondo, I want him on my team. I want the Lakers to re-sign him. We only signed him for a one-year contract, but I like this dude. I mean, the dude does have leadership. I mean, the dude does know how to play in big games. He knows how to lead teams. He knows how to calm you down and get you right. And just, I mean, Rajon Rondo last night, in the second half, he, in the second half, look, he only had two points at halftime. He came back, scored 13 points in the second half, had five, he ended up having 10 assists. I mean, every time Golden State came back at us, you know, at one point, you know, when LeBron left, we were up by 14. And Golden State went on this crazy run, like we knew they were going to do, hitting threes. And next thing you know, we were only up by two points. Rajon Rondo, from that point, proceeded to calm the team down, started to run the offense, getting assists, getting buckets whenever we needed it, driving, scoring these, these layups that, you, you mean, they're high degree of difficulty. Shots that he's, he's, he's as a defender, you know, stretched arms, and he's throwing this high off the backboard shot with a lot of English and, and making them. I mean, every once, you know, time and time again. And then the Lakers were... You can see him grabbing players. Every time there was a break or something happened, he would huddle the team together, you know, and he'd huddle the five guys, and he'd be directing them, hey, guys, look, we can do this. You got this. Just keep playing your game. We can beat this. We know you're this. We know you're that. And then we can see the guys like, yes, okay, all right. Thanks. Okay, Rondo. You know, he should have been, yes, sir. I don't know. <laughs> Military style, I don't know. Hey, look. And then we were coming out, and we were kept playing great defense, kept playing – you know, playing our game. And then we started to, we built our lead right back up to 15 or so. And then fourth quarter, we just continued that and continued. And guys were making their shot. I mean, Hart came off the bench, was hitting his shots, hitting his three-pointers. I mean, you had Caldwell Pope shooting, making his games. Once again, Ivaka Zubak was doing his thing, making dunks, making shots, getting blocks. I mean, he was, we were just, guys were stepping up. We really were. Um, this was just one game. Um, guys were stepping up. So then the real question, the next question is, can we keep this up after this without LeBron at all in the game, without him playing? And I'm actually excited to see it. I really hope LeBron is not going to be out for as long as I, you know, he could be. I, I hope it's not two months. I really hope not. I mean, it's going to be a struggle for the Lakers to try to maintain but it'll be exciting to see if they do. It'll be exciting to see what players step up and who does what. Um, you know what? I I, I don't want to also, I left out uh, Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson was balling out too. Even though he only played 11 minutes, he played a good, strong, significant contribution during that 11 minutes. Uh, he ended up having 11 points. He was three out of four three-pointers, four out of six shooting altogether. Uh, I mean, and he hit a big three-pointer for us. It was one where we got a stop or we got a rebound. Rajon Rondo kicked it up the court, and Stevenson shot a three-pointer, fast break three-pointer, just pulled up, and he hit it. And then, of course, he did his he did his guitar, th you know, he did his thing and gave us, 
you know, gave us entertainment while also giving us the lead. Uh, I think gave us a seven point lead at the time that kind of gave us that helped stop the momentum of Golden State Warriors. So, I mean, just everybody was doing big. Uh, I'm going to go over the scores once again in the breakdown for the Lakers players. Um, Kyle Kuzma led the Lakers in scoring with 19 points, six rebounds, one assist. He was six out of 14 field goals. Uh, LeBron James ended up having 17 points, and that was only playing, you know, the whole first half in only five minutes or so of the third quarter. So he was on his way. He had to a triple-double, actually, had he continued playing. But he had 17 points, five rebounds, or correction, five assists, and 13 rebounds. And he was six out of 11 field goals. And that was only in 21 minutes. So you could tell he was way on his way to, you know, dominating, probably getting 30-something, maybe 40 points, looking like a triple-double. Brandon Egram had 14 points. He ended up having two rebounds, two assists. He was four of nine shooting. He had one for three three-point shots. Ivaka Zubak, he had 18 points, 11 rebounds, nine of 10 field goals, one block shot, just doing his thing, like I told you. He also had the best plus-minus at plus 25. Um, the next player after that was our man Rajon Rondo at plus 24. Hey, look, I mean, that just goes to tell you right there. But Rajon Rondo, even though he didn't start, um, he played a total of 23 minutes. He ended up having 15 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. He made both of his free throws. He, was, he actually was one of three three-point shooting and six of 11 field goals altogether. So great game, great game for him. I mean, Lonzo Ball, you know, he, he played 24 minutes. He had six points. He had uh, four assists, three rebounds. Uh, he didn't have any blocked shots. And, uh, you know, guys were just stepping up. Tyson Chandler played. He didn't really have a big impact on this game, even though he played 16 minutes. He actually had a negative rating. But, you know, the big off the bench was Lance Stevenson, Caldwell Pope, who had nine points, and Josh Hart, who had nine points. And then, um, you know, uh, once the game was already decided, um, V. Makaibaluk came in the game, and he ended up hitting uh, two three-pointers. He was two for two in his three-pointers, and that's only in two minutes. The game was already decided, so that wasn't really a big, significant thing. But, so the Lakers got the win. That takes us to 20-14. and 14. Golden State went to 23-12. and 12. All right, guys, so the big story going forward, something we're going to monitor, I'm going to keep up with, is just how the Lakers do going forward, possibly without LeBron James for a little bit of time. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but as I talked about, when heard something pop, that means he's going to be out a little bit. I mean, that, that's significant for LeBron James, I want to note, because he had played in 156, I believe it was, straight games up until this point, and that's including playoff games and regular season. Last season, he played in all 82 games. Something that's pretty crazy as a player in his 15th NBA season to play all 82 games, and he led the league in minutes played last year. So all significant things. Um, look, and he hadn't had a significant injury like this in a long time, so it's going to be interesting to see how he deals with it. Um, look, uh, LeBron James has been Iron Man. He has been great keeping himself in the best shape. Uh, but, I mean, I knew, I, I kind of thought early in the year, I didn't want to say it out loud and, and put it in the air, but I was kind of worried, you know, nervous, not worried, I would say nervous, because 
I mean, I remember how Kobe Bryant was and we thought he, you know, he couldn't get hurt. and He had played so many minutes and he was in his, you know, whatever season. And when he pulled his, his, uh, uh, you know, when he pulled his Achilles tendon, you know, it just goes to show that it's injuries, you know, can happen to the best of them. You know, it's, I don't want to say it's only a matter of time, but I was kind of thinking that. And I was a little nervous about that. I was like, please don't let nothing happen to LeBron during this regular season. Let us just have one good year, him not not get hurt, and we can see what we can do with LeBron James. Because the last thing I was thinking was like, man, don't let him get hurt. Something, you know, even though he never gets hurt, but it's bound to happen sometime. Don't let anything happen. And I want to see our playoff hopes go down the drain. So... If any injury were to happen, I'd say pulling a groin is not the worst it could be. Uh, I don't think a groin pull is a season-ending injury. I think it is something that um, is you could be out up to six weeks or something like that. That's what I read. And so that's not the end of the world. That means LeBron James would come back before the playoffs started. Um, and, you know, and then we would have a chance. So the biggest thing is, once again, we're going to monitor the season. We're going to monitor right now what goes on later on the day, find out what happens to him and if it's really a pull. And then next up, we're just going to keep track and see how the Lakers do, see if they're holding holding our position, if they're staying close, if the guys step up, all these things. So once again, merry day after Christmas, everybody. All right, guys, that's going to do it. That's going to wrap it up. This is podcast number lucky number 13. And that's going to do it for us. I can't wait to listen in, uh, to your comments and talk to you guys later. Happy New Year's, everybody, if you don't hear from me before then. And out. <laughs>